Welcome to the Motive Podcast. This is awesome. So today we're going to talk about something that uh, Steve brought up. <laughs> Are you serious? Are we yeah, what was that, Steve, that you brought I up that, one. Day, that one time? Yeah. Well, well, you have a topic? It? Maybe. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it. I do. Do you have a topic? Possibly. I trust you. Do you watch, uh, do you guys watch any of the CrossFit games? No. Nothing? No. So the, the final. Do you saw who? The uh, guy doing. I tend to not. I know he broke the record. so weak most of the time. Ooh. What'd you say? Might have been I tend to not want to feel that weak when I watch things like that. There was a guy in the final workout. He was leader. Snap the hamstring. No, he, he uh, broke his foot. Like the workout before. And the final workout had some double unders, right? Double under with the jump rope. And he did them like on one foot. And he still made second place. And at the end, he was uh, getting interviewed. He was like in tears. This huge guy, Roman Krennikov, I think is his name. And uh, they asked him like, hey, why'd you push through? Like, you didn't have to finish. And he's like, yeah, I pushed through. I wanted to uh, I wanted to show my son like what it's like to not give up and like to continue to push through. And it's in Russian, so someone's translating with it. Mm. But uh, it was pretty cool. It was really powerful. Like a lot of the people were just like in shock. Like the, pers- the, first, the first person that finished was like seven minutes, 50 seconds. And he was like twice that. Mm. To like 14 minutes or for seven minutes, he was one of the only people on the floor, like doing a, doing the workout by himself, yeah. just still grinding through it. One footed jump rope, just is it, and it was the very last thing, yeah. The final, final, wow. I just thought it was cool that he he dedicated it more or less. And it's like, yeah, I wanted to show my son what it's like to not give up because, like, he could have and he probably still would have podiumed. But, uh, my thought on that at first is like the question, why did you? Why did you finish? You didn't have to. Mm-hmm. There's a mentality that, it, you know, some of us have at different parts in our life. Like, no, I did. I did have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a whole different mentality. It's it's just something about yourself. You're like, nope, non-negotiable. I'm going to do it. And it's, you know, I guess it, it, it can border between like hurtful or he- unhealthy and, sure. and also healthy. Sure. It's like a crazy balance. That was kind of where I went with that yeah. question. The thought I had was, is this man closer to his son because he's chosen to do really hard things in his life? And and is, that, is there something there to be seen? Is there something to look into there? That's what I thought of. Of times when maybe I'm more idle, more just kind of, I would say, a little less purpose-focused, a little more comfortable, focus on ways of, of not really stretching, then why do I need to tap into this powerful motive such as a family member to accomplish anything and so i'm just good and i'll just do my thing but really utilizing that that power isn't even needed and so is there is there a correlation between the harder i push myself in a healthy way we talk we're going to talk a lot about that but the harder i push myself then the more i actually have to dig deep into what matters to keep doing that and isn't it so coincidental that family becomes that thing or a loved one? Like I, I, I talk, I love talking about your, your greatest motive is a who, not a what. Yeah. Right. Like you look at any Nate, you know, Navy SEAL, those teams, you know, it's, it's, why'd you jump on the grenade? You know, why'd you, why'd you do that? Why'd you give up your, you know, it took your leg off. He's like, you just, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's my brother. Like, that's what he, that's what, what do you mean? Why did I jump on the grenade? Yeah. It was a non-negotiable. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought. 
you know, I'm looking at my own life thinking, okay, yeah, when I, when I'm pushing harder, as long as I, again, as long as I stay healthy and healthy, I guess would be um, compassionate and kind and good with myself, accountable and healthy and honest, then as long as I stay there, then I have to tap into something deeper right. to do that. Right. So if you can hear the fighter jets, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, like, we thought we'd have a flyover during our, yeah. our podcast yeah. episode. Sounds I like freedom. Yeah. I like what you said, though, that the more we tap, no, 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 the, the, we're, we become more capable or more um, driven or purposeful. The, oh, how did you say it? The more we tap into, uh, or, or then we're forced to tap into our purpose. So the like, harder, ooh. the more, the more difficult things we choose to do. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to tap in. But it's also the, the, the more you tap into your purpose is that the, the more drive you're going to have, the more purpose you're going to have. I and, love that. And yeah. And again, the more connection you have with mm -hmm. people, the more love you have, then the more yeah. tap you have, <laughs> you know what I mean? The more, the, the more you have to tap into, mm -hmm. right? But, but there's a lot of people that have survived horrendous things you know my i haven't read the book but i need to uh but there's a guy that wrote a book about him being stranded on the ocean uh fleeing from i think it was from cuba or something like that but mm. he, he got stranded and he was out there for i think it was like 400 days or something plus and he had an unborn or he had a daughter he hadn't met yet or he had a daughter that he had only met a few times and she was then a teenager and he like swore i will i will survive this and i will get back and be a good father for her so just one person. Yeah, that's cool. It's crazy. I think that sometimes our our motivation, you know, it changes over over the years or why we do certain stuff. You know, I just thinking quickly because I was just showing you guys the video, that cliff jump that I did. And I'm like, why did I do that? Six, I don't, 60 footer. Ish, ish. Maybe less. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play at 60. It's around 40. It, <laughs> I know the one my kids were doing were 40, 45. Mm -hmm. um, but my whole language about it, I noticed even I was out there floating on a paddleboard where they would land, right? Just in case. Mm -hmm. And I'm like kind of close and I'm like, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 20, I, 20, I, 20, 20. Oh, and they were for sure. I was like, and I said that. I'm like, I know you are already, <laughs> but like do it again. <laughs> but like 25 years ago, I was like, this is, it's cool. <laughs> like do it because it's just cool. End it, just go. My wife was out chanting, do it in your cool. Do it. In <laughs> Which just to be funny, but like I'm over here being like therapy brain, but like 25 years ago, it would have been like, this gets us glory. Oh, this is sure. so cool. And even the one I did, I was like, no, this is fun. Like, that's what I'm all about. I'm like, this is fun. I'm not. I'm not doing this to like show off, but I would have yeah. 25 years ago sure. for sure. Yeah. And so some of that stuff's like it gets, you, you can get really brainy about it, but I was in it. It's just interesting as I sit here and think about it, I'm like, this was way different experience than, than it would have been a long time ago where it was like, oh, this is scary, but I go, I want to grow too, but also like showing kids hard things whatever yeah, but for the fun. right reasons mm -hmm. like growth i had a similar experience this past summer we, i was up uh we were cliff jumping with some some guys in my church and uh one guy gets up to this 45 maybe 50 foot cliff and he turns backwards and looks at us and he's like all right guys see ya he does a backflip and i'm like holy cow and we were talking after a one and a quarter <laughs> that's what was my biggest fear for him but he got down he's like man steve you know the weirdest thing i wasn't even like i didn't feel that 
weird pit of fear. Like he's like, I wasn't even scared. He's like, I don't know what that's all about. But I just like the biggest thing that stood out to me was that I had fun. Yeah. Like it was just fun. It wasn't like, oh no, my life's in danger, but it was just fun. And so we talked to a lot of the guys about it because we were up there with our young men's group. That like, how much are we doing things because uh, like we just want to have fun versus like, oh, I want to look cool in front of my friends or I really want to be yep. able to get this reward that's not necessarily beneficial or at least helpful, but it's just like to go out there and do something that's exciting. Yeah. And then you watch, like there was some other people up there and you can kind of, it's like a, it's like an angled cliff. So you can just choose anything between 10 and 60 feet, mm -hmm. 60, hopefully. But, uh, this guy I was watching do like a 20 footer and he was scared yeah. to death. And he's like probably 30, 35. And my thought was like, this guy's freaking awesome. Yeah. Only because I could see how scared he was. Right, like twenty feet. It's like okay, that's you know, fun. Mm -hmm. It's a, it still is fun, but like I could watch his fear, and I was like, dude, this guy's tripping so hard, and he's still gonna do it. Did he do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but he was like visibly like freaking out, and the rest of us are like, that's not scary, but for him it is. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. I respect that way more than people that like Same. just have no fear, like yeah. flying off of mm -hmm. it. So, so why? So if we're if if a if a man is listening to this podcast right now and he just heard that, right? How many how many men, how common is it, if you will, for men to I will not I will not even go to that 20 footer because I know I will look weak. Like my fear will show. I'll pretend and, and, to be uninterested. And then I the assumption is other men will not have compassion with that fear instead they will see it as a competition and an ability for them to be better than me and look better than me or can just look less like their respect of me goes down does that make sense mm -hmm. like, that to me is what men are going that's what men go through so you're asking how many would hesitate just because of those a lot i think and we i get, think we got to change lot. that mm -hmm. we have to change that yeah you got to to induce because when you show fear if if you show fear and somebody else uses that against you, I mean, yeah, what does it say? You know, what does it say about the relationship? You're done. Like, maybe it doesn't have to be so quickly you're done. Sure. But at the same time, like, the that shows the character in that person a lot more than it does in you. And and because comp comp compassion isn't some female feminine trait. Like, it isn't. It's in every no. single person. You you feel it every time you see a homeless person. Oh yeah. Whether it's to to what degree you feel it is is up to you in a lot of ways. But you can't just stare at a homeless person. And not feel something most of the time, especially in the winter time. Like driving to work, and I see those guys under the overpass. Mm -hmm. Holy cow! It's brutal. But because it's because you see their story, you see you see their suffering, you see what's going on, and uh, we just don't usually show. Well, them. even if you don't know exactly how they got there, yeah. it's just like, oh, something happened. This sucks. Yeah. It's brutal, and they're just suffering. So, what are your thoughts, Jordan? I mean, the idea of like a man looking weak, right? And I get that yeah. for me. Where I go to and what I think about is it's men don't look at other men as weak. Like if someone's going to that cliff and they're scared of the 20 footer, like we'll, we'll encourage them. We'll cheer them on. Like you got this, right? Like my 20 is different than, than your 20. Oh. And so like, just go for it. Right. Like we're there for you. I think where men feel weak is in their comparison to where the world expects them to be. And I think can, men can relate to that and have compassion for that. Cause we go, I know what it feels like to have the pressure. I know what it feels like to to have to do the race every day or to to live a and to live up to a certain expectation and when you can strip that away and just be 
like men with each other. Like I think we're really compassionate actually because mm-hmm. we can see it and we can feel it. And the, the expectation I think comes from the world and, and outside of that where we feel the weakest. And so when that gets stripped away, we can just kind of be guys and support each other and encourage each other to keep going. And I think if you're a man, a strong man, you realize none of this crap really matters. Some of that stuff, right, where you might judge others or or feel like you might get judged. And when you said men don't um, think each other is, like, see each other as weak, is that kind of what you said? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, boys do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think as teenagers, you'd have been like, weak. Like, you totally would because right. you're just, you're weak yourself. Mm-hmm. And you in and, and it's like that projection where you're like, I would be I would feel so weak if I couldn't do this twenty footer. And then you see someone up there and you're like, weak, done didn't do it. That's like an immature way of seeing it. But but I think you're right. I think men, like a true man, doesn't doesn't see that. It's just like, whatever, do it, don't do it. You do stuff I don't do. Everybody does like everybody's got strengths, you know. If only there was a program that men could join and <laughs> could see each other and have compassion and man that'd be amazing really good idea <laughs> that's a good idea someone should build that mm. oh wait we have because that's what i thought when you said men look at the world it's it's like the the light and dark comparison right like what is what is darkness well it's just the absence of light so when a man is when he's only focused on comparison to the world to me it's in the absence of actually understanding what other men truly go through because so many men don't know what mm-hmm. is normal. I had a I had a conversation with my a good friend of mine the other day. We went on a drive. He was in a hard place, and I just went on a drive for quite a while. And he started finally opening up to me. And it's been a while. And he and and I was able to just be like, "Hey, dude, just guess what?" He's like, "What am I? That's really normal. I'm like that's super normal, actually. Like all guys feel that way." And he like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, truly." And then he said another thing. I said. That's normal. Mm-hmm. That's super normal. And I think he probably said four or five different things. And I kept saying to him, that's, and I finally looked at him and said, this is your problem is that you've run around with so much shame that you're so, you're so broken. You're so different. You're so, so, so beyond where other guys are. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all an illusion because you haven't been able to hear anybody else's story and you haven't been able to have anybody hear yours to be able to tell you, oh yeah, me too, man. Like no one could even say me to, to you. Why? Because they don't know. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's fear, right? That, that, that his, his, he just doesn't, it isn't a, there's nothing inside of him from his childhood and, 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 and teenage life and adult life that says, oh, you should just tell somebody. Right. Right. And that's, that's just the case sadly for many. But we also get pretty good at building up a shell and just not showing that stuff to people because we've been almost programmed the messages we've always had is like, be tough, push through, whatever. Don't talk about pain or you're weak. You know, I, I think about the guys on Motive Men, like the group therapy sessions, when they apologize, like for being emotional. Mm-hmm. And you're like, bro, Sorry, guys. it's okay. Like, that's good. In fact, no respect is lost. Respect is gained. Mm-hmm. When a dude just breaks down like that, it's like, oh, yeah, I feel you now. I can connect with you because it's relatable. And we all can feel that. And there, like you said, Jordan, like no judgment, no, there's no weakness in there. I don't see that as weak. I see it as strength. I see it as the opposite of what we're taught to see it as. But that's through doing work and just kind of sitting on this side of the therapy aisle is like, you see this in your office and you're like, yes, 
Yeah. Not in a fun way. Like, but what, you know, sometimes clients are confused. You're like, dude, I love that. And they're like, oh, you're like, I love it. Cause I know you're working. That's why I love it. And it's respectful. And the irony in, in it is the more you do that, the more you actually can be your true tough side. Cause I think sometimes if, again, I'm always putting my, trying to put myself in a, in a man's shoes, listening to this episode or listening to whatever we're talking about. And I could see a man right now just being like, dude, that's not realistic. Like guys can't open up, you know, like, like, come on, Blake, like people, they don't, they don't do that. And, and, uh, and I, I would say to them, I hear you. We're not telling you that that's how it always is. Yeah. 24 seven walk around crying, dude. Every time someone asks you how you're doing that, you're just like, well, let me tell you the truth. No, no. (laughs) But I think sometimes the, the message can, the, the pendulum can swing and you can almost feel like that's what masculinity is supposed to come to now. It's like, no. No, right. there's a reason swing, that yep. men are to be tough. There's a reason for men to have fortitude and to, and there's a reason men go to war and they're able to compartmentalize and say, this is a time to protect and to turn fight. it off for a second. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, we're built that way. In a crisis, in an urgent, any kind of emergency type of situation, it's like, no, yeah. let's, let's do this right now. And you have to turn those off. And it's, so I like to look at it like a tool. If that's a, if, if that's a hammer, I have an ability to be a hammer, which means I can shut it down. I can get to work. I can get some stuff done. I can accomplish and build things that I need to do. Well, okay. Guess what? There's a lot more tools out there in the world. Like I don't have to be a hammer every day. Like there's time, there's times to be something different, but isn't it awesome that I have the hammer? But if that's all I know is being a hammer, you know, it can get pretty dull pretty quick, Yeah. you know? And as we always say, then you can, oftentimes everything can become a nail if you're not careful over time, you know? Yeah. I mean, the other day I was at a park and there was a, kid probably three years old or something right was running at the park and tripped and skinned his knee on the the concrete right and mom's sitting on a bench over there and she goes ah get up you're tough you're a boy Mm -hmm. and i think so early on there's messages like that of just suck it up right suck it up keep moving on keep doing what you need to do so i think part of getting into that compassion and, and being able to access that is just overriding the messages that it's not okay to have emotions or it's not okay to do anything with them right unless it's anger Anger somehow is appropriate, but sad. Yeah, because it's so freaking easy and we can all do it so easy. Yeah. That's such a good phrase though. Override the messages. Mm-hmm. That's such a good mm-hmm. phrase. Because to me, do you even know the messages to begin with? And and I, that's what we're about. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're here to try to help you with is can you even understand that there are messages that are inside of you yeah. that are blindly steering your life and and you don't even know they're there because to to find them, it requires some pain. To find them requires to feel some of the pain of the situations and experiences you had that created those messages. Mm-hmm. And that's hurt. It's hard. It's, it's, you know, no one really wants to do it. However, if you want to lead a meaningful life, if you want to have a life of purpose, you have to, you have to go through it. You have yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. You There's know? no way to grow without that pain. Yep. Well, and you're going to be in pain anyway, right? It's like you're going to right. the pain of loneliness, the pain of isolation, the pain of lack of progress. Uh, the pain of like making bad mistakes that hurt relationships because you're hiding. And again, there's no shame in it. You're, you don't even know not to hide. That's what we're trying to help you to do. It's like, let's, let's learn that you actually are hiding and learn and know that there, at least here, there's a place if you need to, and if you want to, to come out and actually just show yourself yeah, and just be heard, be it, seen. It's just that whole phrase. It's that cliche, like choose your pain, yeah. right? You're gonna, you're gonna be in it anyway. You know, you might as well choose that thing to make you grow. 
choose that pain. That's what I'm taking it back to the point that got us started on this with the CrossFitter guy. He chose his pain. He was, was going to feel pain no matter what, whether he mm. quit, right, or whether he continued. And he continued, obviously. <clears throat> and he found that diving into his deeper purpose and finding and, and doing it for his son, I think was what, uh, I don't know, obviously it benefited him because the guy was, he, at the interview that I saw, he was in tears. Was he? And I don't think it was, I don't think it was physical pain. Sure. The physical pain was probably hurting, but I think him acknowledging like, wow, I just was able to do this and, and demonstrate this for my son. And, and probably I, I can only imagine like, <clears throat> cause I get like this sometimes I can like connect, we can connect mentally. Just like thinking about like, hey, my, I love my son mm-hmm. or I love this this person. I love my my who, my my purpose, my motive. And it is that same feeling of connection right in that moment. And I, I think and, it's pretty special. Yeah, even in that, right? Like you can still question the motive. Like I'm going to show my kid. I, I, I can show my kid how tough I am. Sure. Or, which is kind of cool still. Sure. Sure. Or I'm going to show him that he can do that mm-hmm. in in his own ways. Like you can freaking do these hard things. And I, that's the better one in my mind. Yeah, I love that. Right. Where it's like, you, you can do this too. Like get out of your comfort zone. Next time you have like a really hard challenge, something that's just like brutal. You can yeah. try, you can do it. Watching so. my, watching my own dad, you know, go from physical 200 pounds, six foot two, just healthy guy. Right. Going from that to when I came home from the mission, being able to pick him up off the bed, 140 something pounds, I think he was. And the only thing he could do was blink, you know, and feeding tube sticking out of his belly. He's mentally totally fine. So he's, he's completely captured and imprisoned in his body, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so watching him go through that and endure it well, not just endure it, but endure it well and die basically with a smile on his face. Like, that's what exactly what you're saying. Like that inspired so deeply in me that it's like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Like if he can do something that hard, I can do it. And, and sadly, I think there's so many men that just haven't had that mentor before. Like that's the biggest blessing in my life, you know, to have been able to see that and, and, and then to then enact whatever it is in my life to say, I can endure it. But if you haven't had that, man, it's a, it's tough. And we're, we're just here, all four of us, as you can tell, to, to be here for you. You know, we want to, we can't replace that, but at right. the same time, um, it, you, you can find mentorship, you can find inspiration and in all, a lot of good places, you know? Yeah. It can help you guys latch on to some, you know, really solid principles and things that will help you get that anyway that you might've missed. Yeah. Yep. My last thought too, I know we got to go, but my last thought on his, uh, on his accomplishment was that that guy just found a new level, like mm-hmm. what Steve's saying, you know, and there, that's such a cool feeling when you find mm-hmm. a new level of something you've never done before, it changes you, you know, level, level up. Yeah. Level up. And like, cool. you know, like that guy now knows that and that, that experience itself will hold him accountable now for the rest of his life, whether he wants it to or not. Right. <laughs> and that is yeah. like one of the disadvantages of, yeah, dude, growth, you, yeah. you could talk about that forever. Mm-hmm. The disadvantages of what? Of, grow, of growth, of oh, like doing it, yeah. art, of making progress. Mm-hmm. Making progress is kind of scary. It's now you got to maintain it. It's true. It's freaking Gosh, scary. That's real. We need to do another podcast on that for yep, sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, it's well, really, guys. Yep. Good conversation. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Steve. Good, stuff. Good, guys. good one. All right, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.